0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Neil Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the poet and writer Wanda Coleman. Wanda Coleman was born on November 13, 1946, and died on November 22, 2013. She grew up in Los Angeles, California, but more specifically, the Watts neighborhood. Coleman attended Valley Junior College and California State University, Los Angeles, though she never completed her degree. By the age of 20, she was married to the civil rights activist, Charles Coleman, and they had two children, but would divorce him later on and marry two more times. Her father was an ex-boxer and her mother was both a seamstress and a housekeeper for celebrities such as Ronald Reagan. When she was growing up, Coleman was heavily encouraged by her parents to read. Therefore, she really fostered a love for books. She began writing poetry when she was only 5 years old and published her first poems in the local newspaper at 13. However, despite fostering a deep love for poetry from a young age, Coleman worked many jobs exploring other areas of interest. She worked as a medical secretary, a magazine editor, journalist, and scriptwriter. She won an Emmy award for her work on the television soap opera days of our lives showcasing her versatility as a writer throughout her career she's published numerous poetry collections her first being art in the court of the blue fag published in 1977 her collection mercurochrome new poems published in 2001 was a bronze medal finalist for the national book award in poetry and bathwater wine published in 1990 received the 1999 lenore marshall poetry prize Mad Dog Black Lady, published in 1979, and Amagos, published in 1983, earned her a National Endowment for the Arts grant and a Guggenheim Fellow for poetry. Her work also crosses into the line of fiction as she wrote several books, Jazz and Twelve O'Clock Tales, New Stories, published in 2008, Mambo Hips and Make Believe, a novel, published in 1999, and A War of Eyes and Other Stories, published in 1988. Coleman was a nominee for the California State Poet Laureate and was considered an unofficial Poet Laureate for Los Angeles. As she often made L.A. the primary focus of her work, poet Juan Felipe Herrera called Coleman the world caster of live coals of Watts and Los Angeles. Coleman was frequently invited to perform in prisons, campuses, rocks clubs, and art intuitions both in the U.S. and overseas. She even shared the stage with legends such as Allen Ginsberg, Gary Snyder, and Alice Coltrane. Her work primarily focuses on the topics such as racism, blackness, womanhood, and the outcast status of living below the poverty line in Los Angeles. She is described as a very wild and intuitive writer as often experimenting with different ways of telling a story. One critic writes that her poems take the form of altitude tests, fairy tales, dream journals, and comic book panels. They combine manifesto and confession, inner and outer indictment, violence and tenderness, satire and sincerity. Her exploration of different literary styles reflects how she's always wanted to demonstrate both a sense of freedom, as well as her ambition to prove that she could make it as a writer. She wasn't afraid to experiment with language, prioritizing whatever she felt was appropriate to get her point across. Holman never censored herself or wrote other people's explanations. In one interview, she stated, "'I'm not looking for applause when I write. I mean, it's wonderful when you get it. Sometimes I'm looking for the silence that indicates thoughtful resignation or stunned realization. In general, I'm looking for appreciation which is not necessarily the same as applause. I think this is super important for all poets, whether you're just beginning to get into poetry or you're a seasoned writer. It can be so easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of other people's expectations, falling into the temptation of writing a story you think others would want to hear. But a key thing to remember is that during the creative process is that you are the most important audience member. What makes your poems great is that they come from you. And one thing that I really love about Coleman is that she's always stayed true to herself, which has really allowed her to develop an honest and clear voice throughout her poems. Throughout the 1970s, Coleman experimented in theater, dance, television, and journalism. She is very performative, which translated into her work as a poet. Others have said that her language jumps off on the page. Her captivating writing and performance style made her a brilliant poet, with her pieces full of candor and intelligence. As usual, we're going to finish off the episode with the poem that'll be featured in our Get Lit Anthology, and her poem is entitled Bedtime Story, which was published in Hand Dance from the Black Sparrow Press in 1993. This poem is very dark and interesting. She writes about her bed in almost a way that her bed is this addiction that she can't seem to move away from. My friend describes the ending as almost as if she's a corpse at the end, hence why bugs are searching for food. Here's Wanda Coleman's poem entitled Bedtime Story. Bed calls. I sit in the dark in the living room trying to ignore them. In the morning, especially Sunday mornings. It will not let me up. You must sleep longer, it says. Facing south, the bed makes me lay hayward on my back, but I prefer westerly fetal position facing the wall. The bed sucks me sideways into it. When I sit down on it to put on my shoes, this persistence on its part forces me to dress in the bedroom where things are less subversive. The bed lumps in anger, springs popping out to scratch my dusky thighs. My little office sits in the alcove adjacent to the bed. This makes strange little sighs which distract me from my work. Sadistically, I pull back the covers, put my typewriter on the sheet, and turn it on. The bed complains that I'm difficult duty. Its slates are collapsing. It bitches when I blanket with books and papers. It tells me it's made for blood and bone. Lately, spiders, ants, and roaches have invaded it, searching for food. I think this poem is interesting, and it definitely took me a moment to fully get it, I even had to ask a friend, um, to really help me with it, um, and they definitely helped me a lot, um, with this poem, they told me that what they got from this poem was basically that the bed was like a drug, um, and she was kind of stuck to her bed in almost like a lazy way, and in the end it was more like she was basically just a corpse, and that's why... Um, She writes, Lately, spiders, ants, and roaches have invaded it searching for food. And getting their analysis on it, I kind of also made me think about depression and how depression works and how it's almost like you're stuck to your bed and you try so hard to get out of your bed and you just can't. You're just stuck there. Like it wants you there. It's like almost like a safety but you kind of don't want it to be one but it just is um so this poem is really really interesting thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things wanda coleman and make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members and i'll see you guys next week bye get lit minute is production of get lit words ignite This podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Bridget Yang and Peter Davis. Bridget Yang also researched, wrote, and edited this episode alongside me, Nia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.